Don't call for help. He may just kill you. This week on the podcast, Richie Tankersley Cusick's The Lifeguard. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses why Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we're discussing Richie Tankersley Cusick's almost said Teen Creeps. That's not the book, that's the podcast. <laughs> Richie Tankersley Cusick's The Lifeguard. Um, I also almost fucked up the intro, which is classic, but I yeah. haven't done it in a while. But I saved it. I you did it out. save it. This is what we're like and about. <laughs> and you can embrace it or you can turn it off. Mm-hmm. That's your choice. I never want to make you do anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially not in this climate. Yes. Both, both heat-wise I, yes. and... <laughs> I mean, both heat-wise and politically. Um, d- this is a... I mean, here's the thing. With this weather right now, I've been thinking, I want... I, I was like, I want to read like a beachy, like you know, fun beach town horror. Because I was That thinking, is why I chose this. Yes. Yeah. And so it's perfect timing um, for this book, which is this uh, basically like Catalina-ish small town mm, island. Yeah. But like I felt East Coast vibes. For sure. Because um, it seemed like there was some old money up in there. Oh, with the uh, Spud? What's his yeah. name? <laughs> Good old Spud. <laughs> What's his name? Skip. Skip. <laughs> um, do yeah. you read the back of the book? Yeah. A summer of sun, sand, and murder. Kelsey's summer school should summer school. <laughs> Kelsey's summer should have been paradise. An invitation to rich and famous Beverly Island, complete with sun-drenched beaches and three gorgeous lifeguards on duty. But Kelsey's summer is the opposite of paradise. It starts with the note under her pillow from a girl who's missing. Then there's the crazy man in the lighthouse who won't leave Kelsey alone. And there have been a number of suspicious drownings. At least she has the lifeguards around to protect her. Or Kelsey. Someone forgot to tell her that lifeguards don't always like to save lives. I'll give a quick breakdown. Uh, so a girl named Kelsey, who has a terrible backstory of her father drowning when she was on a boat with him and her surviving, uh, is taken to a small island <laughs> to hang out with her mom's new boyfriend's family. Mm-hmm. Um... But when they get there, the 13-year-old daughter is missing, and there's a search for her, but Kelsey finds a note that says, Dear Kelsey, I think somebody is trying to kill me. So she knows that it's probably foul play. And so then it's a lot of her reading into things and then going to people and then telling her she's crazy. Um, but meanwhile, we get to hear some of the book from the lifeguard's perspective. Mm-hmm. In fact, it starts that way. Long story short... Uh, it's Justin, the cute yeah, son of the new boyfriend, and he tries to kill her, and she survives. That's the I, book. I liked that it was him. Me too. I mean, I was I mean, like, I oh, knew it's it was him. him. <laughs> I immediately upon reading this book, I was like, okay, it's him. Because I knew it could not be the like overly like rude, abrasive Neil. Neil. Yeah. I was like, this guy's like too aggressively Neil's like terrible. Older brother. Yeah, Neil's Justin. the older brother that so like goes, Neil, Justin, thirteen-year-old Beth. Yeah. Also, like, okay. Yes. So two years ago, Kelsey's father dies in a boating accident. Yeah. The fact that the mom. Yeah. What the fuck is your fucking? Problem? What is her problem? And then, like, so Kelsey has 
recurring nightmares. She has PTSD. When her dad died. Because she, she was 100% there. 100% has PTSD. And it's the same dream over and over. It is the exact circumstances of the gr- drowning. And then the mom's like, oh, no, are you having the dreams again? And he's like, yeah, mom, I'm having the dreams. You're taking me to an island. Like li- on what a boat. thinking right now? To an island surrounded mm-hmm. by water. And the mom's like shocked that this is happening. She's like, oh. It's like, I thought you were past that. I didn't even think that it would yeah. be hard for you. To- and also, I, I had a lot of trouble spatially figuring out where they were a lot of the time. Like at the beginning, yeah, it took not, me. I was like, "Wait, where are they? They're on a boat." So, what? I was like, "Where?" She like oh. thinks she's drowned. Yeah, it's very vague. And she's sleeping on a boat. And I was like, "Wait, why is she sleeping?" And it's like, "Oh, she's going on a ferry to an island." But like, who is this guy and, that's waking her up? And then where's the mom? And then made no sense. It was no made no so sense. So I'll. So the book starts with the lifeguard, Justin. We find out later it's Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about how. So he just, like, he's a serial killer. He just picks off young girls. He absolutely is a serial killer. And, but this time, his prey, he didn't want to do it. She knew him, and he didn't want to do it, but she had the dirt on him. So we get that. And then I'll go ahead and read the entirety of Kelsey's nightmare. Since sure. It's it not keeps long. happening over yeah. and over again. So it is uh, something you might want to hear. Um. So uh, open your ears, guys. So, yeah. Uh, so listen up. <laughs> don't struggle, the voice said. Don't. It'll be easier if you don't struggle. But the roaring came again, like it always did. That growing surge of indistinct sound and a scream, muffled, distant. Don't struggle. But she was struggling. Great gasps of air from lungs bursting. And that split second, that terrifying instant of realization, as strength gave out and water poured in, black and sickening and endless. Don't. The voice was fading as everything was fading, as her very life was fading, ending. Oh, God, help me. That's the recurring dream. But then it says, Kelsey Tanner jolted upright, heart pounding, and her hands flew out, desperately seeking something to hold on to. Hey, you're okay. This old boat's been through a lot, but it's still pretty dependable. She didn't know the boy beside her, but her hands were clamped down on his shoulders. So... Eventually, you can kind of figure out that it's that they're on the boat. They're on that the was ferry so on confusing the confusing island. Me. But it doesn't say. She's just suddenly in the arms of Skip. Yeah, which also was weird because I was like, why is he? So, and then he says, I'm a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. And the way that you find out that they're even on a boat, it takes some deductive reasoning. He really like, does. Because he's like, oh, I'm a lifeguard, but I would hate to have to rescue th- rescue you this far out from shore. And then you're like, wait, where are they? And then she's yeah. like, oh, I'm on a boat. But then why was she sleeping on a boat? And she, and she leaves her body too many times. Yeah, she's like, I'm, uh. <laughs> no, really, I feel fine. Don't go to any trouble. No trouble. He grinned. Be right back. Where's he going? To get... He goes uh, down down uh, the, under the boat. It doesn't even say. She didn't know the boy beside her, but her hands were clamped down on her shoulders. Green flags. Oh, I didn't mean. I'm so sorry. Green has left. Don't apologize. Look. You're still pretty... Oh, he goes to get water. Hmm. She gives a half-hearted nod. She's like, oh no, the dream again. She forced herself to stare at the vague outline of land in the distance. Beverly Island. She had never even heard of Beverly Island before, but Eric Connell, her mother's boyfriend, was coming here this summer to work on his plays. And it's like, and then you get the exposition of why they're there. 
Then you get like a flashback to her mom telling her his sons are lifeguards and the and daughter the can't daughter, wait to meet yeah. her. But it was very like I was just like, whoa, wait. It was like a weird order to get the information. It was and confusing. Then it's, we're back on the boat and it's between her and Skip again. Yeah. Where's the mom? And why is the mom? And that's the thing, too, where the mom didn't even think that this would be an issue for her. Like, she's so excited about her new boyfriend who, I, you know, he's a famous playwright. So I guess, you know, the mom is all a flutter. Yeah. So she's not even thinking about her husband who died two years ago and her daughter who's dealing with PTSD, in, intense PTSD from the drowning death. And doesn't even think like this like island trip is going to be tough on my daughter. Yeah. Maybe too soon, mom. Yeah, too soon. Uh, so that's like at the beginning I had to keep rereading because I was like, where are they? Yeah. Like I thought we were, I, I didn't know <laughs> what the fuck was happening. It took a really long time for me to figure out that we jumped into them on their way to the island. And that's the thing too. Well, I guess because that's the confusing part, right? And then, Is that she's waking up from a dream. Yeah. She fell asleep on, on a boat. boat? So she was so scared so and nervous I that she thought, fell asleep. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like they're on a plane. They're not on a plane. So it's a boat. Like, so she has the water. Kelsey's mom finally fucking shows up. Something's wrong, Mrs. Tanner said flatly. No, mom, it's just a little headache. Blah, blah, blah. It was the dream again, mom said. And Kelsey looked away almost guiltily. <laughs> Don't feel bad, they Kelsey. They have such an unhealthy relationship. Oh, Kelsey, you haven't had it for such a long time now. I just, it's all this, Kelsey's voice tightened. The boat and all this water. You know how much I hate water. But you made me come anyway. With a sharp intake of breath, she folded her arms. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. She, this is so stupid now that I actually look at this. With a sharp intake of breath, she folded her arms across her chest, trying to stop the violent shaking inside her. Well, if you're sure you're okay then, Skip said slowly, taking a step uh, back. He's like, Ooh. And then Kelsey's like, well, I thought it would be good for you. <laughs> Why would it be good? Why would it be good? stupid bitch of a mom. Yeah, she, um, she's, she's like, starting, she's like lowercase k cunt right now. Yeah. Lowercase Q come. Oh, Q, sorry. Mm -hmm. Make new friends. I, I guess I thought her voice sank to a whisper and trembled. Maybe you could forget. What? You could that forget your dad that your dad drowned? Okay, that your and dad literally like, drowned saving you. And then Kelsey thinks that forget? How in the world would she ever be able to forget with every sight of water reminding her? When the same nightmare kept coming back, when every time she looked in the mirror, a reminder was always there, her father's black eyes snapping back at her. Her father's black hair, wavy and wild. His nose, his chin, his olive complexion. How could she ever forget when he wouldn't let her? Also, yeah, mom. It's also not clear. Like, we don't learn until the end of the book that he died trying to save her. Because it's a lot of, like, him saying, like, don't struggle. It'll be I easier I honestly hope that he tried to kill yeah, her. Yeah, I wanted him that to have tried to I kill wanted. her. I wanted that this, would be dark. Because this book, if it were more fucked up, I would have liked more. But instead, it was like... A lot of well, what I took to be white people being rich on an island mm -hmm. and like there's a murderer, but we don't know who. And he's a lifeguard. And if we could just like go ahead and spoil the ending. Sure. Everybody lives except yeah. for the killer. That was really they stupid. They find Beth alive underneath the lighthouse how many days later? Yeah. I don't even know. 
And I'd have to go back and count every like Kelsey woke up that morning because yeah. it's so unclear. I was really bummed out that Beth was alive. That was such a cop out. I I liked that Donna lived just for uh, Kelsey's sake because everyone else in the book is not super great to her except for Donna. True. But, Donna's her only friend. But Donna should also have died. For the Everybody story, yes. Everybody died. It's so fr- low stakes if then everybody yeah. lives at the end, except for Justin. And the thing that I really detested was how it's revealed that everyone survives, where it's like... Oh, God, it was so lame. Like, she's laying in a hospital bed, and everyone just walks in, and it's very, like, you were there, and you were there, and yeah. you... And I was like, <laughs> That is what it's like. It was just like embarrassing. But now I know there's no place like not being dead. <laughs> there's no place like Bethany Island or Beverly Island. <laughs> Bethany, Bethany Island. Island. I like Bethany Island. Better. Um. The, so Hollywood Bear, the Lisa Frank character, uh-huh. he has it his own private island, mm-hmm. Paradise Island. Oh my god, that is amazing. Yeah, Paradise, Paradise Island. Um. Skip is very rich because his family owns the island because his grandmother yeah, is Beverly. Own the island. Um, so of course Neil hates him because Neil. So that was another thing too, where they were like, Neil doesn't seem to like know his family very well. They they don't really talk about him very much, and it's just like very surly. Yeah, he's nobody likes him because he's so surly. He's a very rude. He's a very rude man. This is this is another trope. Mm-hmm. is the Neil character of, like, I'm super broody. Mm-hmm. I am antagonistic. Mm-hmm. I'm unlikable. I'm handsome. I don't ever believe you or help you out Mm-mm. throughout the book until the very end when we're in love. Exactly. And also, like, I am straight up, like, mean. I'm very mean to you. I am... Like, a mean person. I'm a mean person. Nobody you, really likes you me. You tell me about your dad dying, and my response is, so it's pretty selfish of you to not be getting over it right now. Because, yeah. like, you you have a second chance, and you can't bring back your dad. Which is, like, on the surface, that's, like, m- maybe a positive lesson to take away from this is that you've been given a second chance. Mm. But to be like, get so get over it already. Like, the delivery is abhorrent. I, I want to read the introduction of him because it is classic, yes. like, like this guy. First of all, he is so mean. The, the first thing he says is like, oh, they're here. Well, first he's like, she's dead. Get over it. When they're yep. talking about Beth, because everyone's trying it's to like, find look, Beth. we have to accept it. Yeah. And then he's drinking coffee because he's a bad boy. Probably <laughs> black. no cream, new dad. no sugar. No sugar, because that's the kind of guy he is. That's what he, that's he what likes he his coffee like he likes his self. <laughs> <laughs> his soul. Oh, and, and and then Justin's like, oh, um, uh, dad's girlfriend and her daughter are here. And he's like, oh, they're here. And so she's already like, oh, my God, I don't want to go out there and see him. She goes out there. He was watching her even now. She could feel it. Those dark, dark eyes and cool appraisal over the rim of his cup. The peculiar light they had, like some cat calmly assessing his prey. Kelsey averted her eyes but not before noticing his thick black hair, <laughs> the firm set of his jaw, the high cheekbones, the sinewy curve to his upper arms. He lowered the cup, still watching her, and she moved closer to Justin, which already I was like, okay, I get it. She's going to fall in love with him at the end. Oh, 100%. He is 
not the villain. And they're getting together. Duh. Duh. But also I hated that. So we should name the trope. A okay. character trope. Uh, so, like, asshole. Like, our, uh, he's a red herring. He's a red herring. He's an asshole. He's also a last-minute love. Because it's literally the last line where he kisses her hand. And you're like, oh, they're in love? Last-minute love is good. Yeah. Douchebag last-minute love. Yeah. Douchebag last-minute love. Or asshole. Antagonistic last-minute love. Oh, or uh, instead of the character, we could call it the asshole twist. Yeah, the asshole twist. It's kind of gross. Um, Ew, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Asshole surprise. (laughs) Surprise, asshole. Yeah. Okay, so surprise, asshole, is him. (laughs) You the last minute love. Yep. Um, Then there's like the... Skip is insane. Okay, Skip... Skip is fucking insane. Skip... Even Okay, he's not the villain, but he needs to be... manic depressive for one thing. He... He is, like, really weird about killing animals. I have to read that part. Yeah. It's insane. So they go to a party at Skip's insane mansion where he basically has his own little apartment. And then he has his own, like, fitness room. Mm Mm-hmm. He calls it the eighth wonder of the world. He calls himself the eighth wonder of the world. He's like, look, behold. He, like, mirror. And and then she's, like, seeing his tall frame in the mirror. And I... For sure, if this was not a book, if the description of this scene was going to end with him raping Kelsey. Dude, this was like... 100%. And then like taxidermying her body. Like this was like... fucking creepy. This was like Hannibal slash like Bates Motel vibes. I was like... Hannibal is more likable. Here's the thing. Hannibal... More of a gentleman. Here's... Hannibal doesn't show it off. Hannibal's not tacky. Skip is tacky. That's the whole point of Hannibal is that he hates tacky, rude people and he's a gentleman. Yeah. He would, you know what? He would eat Skip. He would so eat Skip. (laughs) He'd eat Skip and he'd treat Kelsey to his liver. Okay, so there's, uh, that's another trope. Uh, A character that would be eaten by Hannibal because they're too tacky. (laughs) Definitely I like it. I like it. So, so she like, she's looking for her purse and at last she finds it on a, chair in Skip's room. Um, she's just bending down to get it Ugh. when she yuck. heard someone come in behind her. Ooh, yikes. Um, that sounded worse when I yeah. said it out loud. No, that's terrible. Couldn't stay away, huh? Ew. Skip gave her that teasing smile and she breathed a sigh of relief. Why? Why? He's a, he is a villain. Creepy. Skip, you heard, you heard me scaff to death. <laughs> <laughs> Skip, you scared me half to death. I was just looking for my purse. Oh, he looked disappointed. I thought maybe you'd come to finish the tour. You mean there's more, she laughed. Oh, my dear. Skip draped one arm around her neck and guided her clumsily to an, cause he's like drunk, he's drunk. To another door not far from the dark room. I am just full of surprises, shocks, and thrills. He pushed the door wide and raised his voice in a falsetto fanfare. Ta-da! <laughs> and here we have the eighth wonder of the world. He swept his arms to encompass the crowded exercise room, and Kelsey burst out laughing as she saw what the eighth wonder was, a full-length mirror in which Skip's image grinned back at her. Well, aren't I right? Aren't I the next international monument? Ew. (laughs) So weird. He's constantly talking about how women keep falling over themselves to get to him. And then by the end, it's supposed to breed as, like, extreme insecurity and Like poor little rich boy. Yes. Poor little rich boy. But here it just reads like a rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
besides all the gym equipment in the room, the walls were hung with mounted animal heads, obviously very much alive at one time. Stuffed pheasants, frozen in flight. Ducks with shiny feathers, a small red fox with beady black eyes. She took a nervous step backward, and then she saw the deer, the delicate face and slender neck of a doe, the eyes wide and soft and trusting, the quintessence of gentleness. Kelsey felt a shiver of revulsion, a wave of sadness. Strange. The eyes reminded her of Justin. Why? (laughs) (laughs) What about? Yeah, I was like, please, uh, explain. We'll get to that. (laughs) Skip, she mumbled, not wanting to stay one more minute in the presence of this horrible display. You don't approve, he said blandly, not seeming surprised at all. Well, neither does my dear sweet mother. That's why I have them all hanging in here away from the general public. Another trophy room of mine, I guess you could say. And here I thought you'd be impressed by my primal hunter's instinct. Gross. Yuck. Yuck. I just don't see how you could have killed that deer. They're so sweet and helpless. It's the tracking, really. Skip went on as if he hadn't heard her. The tracking. Going after them. And the prey. Unsuspecting. His voice lowered, eyes fixed on the deer head high on the wall. So helpless. And you run it down. Stock it till it's finally yours. He snickered, and Kelsey felt a chill snake up her arms. It's the tracking, Kelsey. That's the real fun of it. They don't see you, but they know. They know you're there, and they know they're going to die. Sometimes, his eyes fell on hers. You can even smell their fear. It's so strong. What the fuck? So, okay, he's super reminding me of, who's the guy that, uh, in that book, at the beginning, he's a hunter, and he likes to oh, kill the that animals was the second um forbidden games yes yeah he seems like a fucking sociopath yeah, here he does and and like he is about to rape her and so the, the fact that the thing that comes right after that is kelsey pushed him aside skip you're drunk i'm going home and that completes this particular tour skip announced what weird <laughs> jesus christ also okay how does she not hear that and go well i know who killed beth yeah and even if Thur. and even if you didn't kill Beth, like we need to talk about you Skip. You need help. Yeah. We need to talk about Skip for sure. Um also how bad do you think that room smells? It is dead animals, like And the BO of a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> and like workout equipment. That is like one musty ass room. Ugh. He works out in a room where stuffed animals are. It it ho- it's the most ridiculous scene. It is so, it is such an insane red herring to set up that yeah. I can't even, I can't even. So That's this is not a phrase I use like I know. And the thing that bugs me is that it's like, this is again a thing that we're seeing where it's like, because this is not the villain, we really need to examine this guy's actions. Because exactly. like- it's, it's like um, overdue, where Alexander, whatever the yeah. fuck, the third was like such a fucking douchebag that when it's not him, by the end, mm-hmm. there are some real problems. Well, and even just last week when we were talking about the guy that liked jazz, oh where yeah, it's like, secret admirer, he's a week stalker. before last, yeah, he was a stalker, and Shut. yet, and yet, and yet he's not. And so then, what's up with his behavior yeah. then? If so then he's why? not the killer, we still need to find out what the fucking problem is. Yeah, because he's not the killer right now. That is... He might be the killer tomorrow. Bananas. I... That is the most insane statement made yeah. by a non-killer in a book <laughs> I have 
ever read. Yes. That was crazy. How he's talking about how he loves to tra- uh, track you animals. You smell and- the fear on them. That is... They know you're there. They're helpless. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sick. I'm shocked that this wasn't a <laughs> I'm scene where shocked. Kelsey was raped. It is horrible. It's fucking awful. Oh, so also to add on to this, not only is Skip a psychopath. Um, psychopath. He's a misogynist. Oh, yeah. Because he keeps I have just that page earmarked. In your book, because in my book, there is one line where Donna calls him a chauvinist. Mm -hmm. That's in here. Okay. Chauvinist was so a term of the 80s and 90s of women going, chauvinist pig. chauvinist pig. Yeah. It's like very saved by the bell. Yeah. Jesse and Slater. It's such a dated term. Now you would just say misogynist. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you're a straight up misogynist. Or you're sexist. Mm -hmm. This guy is sexist. He's not a misogynist. He's just very sexist. He's like, you um, ladies in your heads are just, you get yeah. so crazed. I mean, I get, how can I? Your your ovaries are probably in your ears right now and, and he, you can't even think. He even like accuses them of being too emotional. And I'm like, oh my, what is this the 1800s? He's like straight up accusing them of hysteria. So again, like when, when Skip behaves like this and he is not the killer, I know. we need to talk about Skip. And the fact that we are supposed to be rooting for him to get together with Donna, who seems a thousand times cooler than him. Oh my him. God, she's lovely. She's amazing. She's a lovely human being. She, I she's loved the, Donna. I loved Donna. I loved her moments with uh, Kelsey. Kelsey? Yeah. I loved their picnics. I loved they their are, sightseeing. You know what? Passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, they're talking about who's the killer, uh, eating, uh, <laughs> sightseeing, sightseeing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, um, um, uh, pie going into uh, uh, mm, uh, abandoned uh, uh, lighthouses. Lighthouse uh, where where Donna works. Yeah, what it's like to work there. Uh, uh, rich, rich island history. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read the part where Skip is fucking insane again. <laughs> um, so what happens is Kelsey and Donna find a fucking dead body. Yeah, by the lighthouse. Whose body is they that? legitimately. It's like a runaway. It's like a, a nobody because there's a like uh, bit of the lifeguard right thought where he's like, oh, I thought it was so careful right. picking someone nobody knows. So then and he then moved I the body. It up. That's yeah. right. Um, but like, how he so does he just like hang out in the lighthouse <laughs> that Justin would have seen them find the dead body and then move it before Skip can get back to it. This is another case of like the villain having to be too busy. Yeah, because he is for sure sprinting around this fucking island all day long, like yeah. trying to hide bodies. Like, uh, when does t- he even away. do his lifeguard job? When? I know. He, and that's the thing too. There are only three lifeguards for this whole damn island. Come on, give me a break. It's a tiny island. <laughs> um. So so they run down. They find Skip driving around for some reason. Um, oh, I know why. It's because so that it can be used as a misdirect. Yeah. Um, so he looks, he doesn't find a dead body. He thinks that they were fucking with him. And then he's like, no, I didn't find anything. And they're like, well, maybe, maybe you stepped right over her or maybe she like rolled down the hill. And he goes, rolled right. Skip rolled his eyes and pushed Donna firmly away. Donna, you are a typical, illogical, emotional female. Rolled down the hill, he snorted and climbed back into the jeep. There is nobody up there, dead or alive. If you don't believe me, go see for yourself. And then a bit down. 
Oh, great, Donna. Terrific. You really do want me to lose my job. No way. I've listened to you enough for one day. And then he just fucking drives off and leaves them. <laughs> You're crazy, Donna. A crazy, lame brain female if there ever was one. Um, Whoa, dude. He sounds so <laughs> fucking 80s. He sounds like an 80s villain. Which is what he's presented to us as. Crazier even. Like, what are you, in the 1800? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, that is galling. I I need to uh, actually uh, uh, complain about an interaction I had recently, which I may have told you, Lindsay, I may have not. Um, So there was this person that I was interacting with uh, here at the space. And um, they were like, oh, it smells good in here, like Home Depot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, we're always doing construction in the space. And he goes, you did construction? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was like, yes. And he was like, you, you did construction. Oh, my God. And I was like, yes. And he, again, <sighs> you did three construction. Times? Three times. Three times. And then I was like, I'm sorry. What's weird about that? And he was like, I, I just, I mean, I, um, hey, I, I just, I, um, it, I, um, it, 45 seconds of stuttering. Oh and I was like, I was like, yeah, I, um, actually headed the soundproofing construction in the sound booth. Um, and he was like, you used a sawhorse. I get, like, mm-hmm. he restarts mm-hmm. the bullshit. No, and then I go, I'm sorry, you asking me if I've used a sawhorse? Are you asking if I use the static piece of wood that just stands there in the middle of the room? I guess I've used one. And he was like, I meant, do you, you used a saw. And I was like, oh, well, that's different. And he was like, I mean, I just, I, 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 I was just shocked that um, construction had happened so recently in here. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what you were I, confused about. I am dying to know all of his construction experience that he wanted to show off and couldn't yep. because he was fucking himself in the mouth with his foot. Yep. And um, freaked out. And his first idea for a reference tool was a sawhorse. <laughs> um, uh, you used a sawhorse because I've used a sawhorse. You, you and, used dumb um, gloves? Yeah. Did, you used dumb. Wait, are, uh, you, are you telling me that you lifted foam <laughs> and you put it on the wall? Oh. You? Uh, you? So then, so I had like kind of forgotten about it and I had like told a couple of my friends and I was like, man, this guy's a total turd. Uh, <laughs> then someone comes up to me and they're like, this dude told me that he had a misunderstanding with you in which you didn't understand. <laughs> oh my God. That he was just making fun of you for not knowing what a sawhorse is. What? And you thought he was being a misogynist. And I was like, can we, can you tell me exactly what this person told you? Oh my God. And that it was that he was making fun of me. For not knowing how to use a sawhorse. When I was like, oh, 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 honey, there's a thing you don't know about me. It's that I remember every single fucking detail of every conversation I have. And I will tell you exactly what happened. Like, also, the fact that he's actively going out and, like, telling people this fucking story. back, pulled him over with the person who came to me with that story and gone, sorry, can you repeat what it was? Mm-hmm. That our interaction was? Mm-hmm. No, so then we're standing in the green room, and this person goes, 
uh, he kept trying to like quiz me on the construction of the booth. And Jesus I, and I, yeah, and I didn't get why he was doing that. Cause at the time I didn't know that he had gone around and told everybody that I just misunderstood his joke. Um, and so he was like, uh, Hey, uh, inside the booth, it looks like there's, which I don't think he's ever been in here. Cause I don't know what he's talking about. He was like on the other side of this door, which is that door I'm pointing at right now. It's just a wooden door. He was like, it looks like there's brick, but it's not brick. How did you do that? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, this door right here. It doesn't look like brick on the other side. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he was like, it, it looks like brick. How did you do it? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There is no brick on the other side of that door. I don't know what you're saying. I was like, there's acoustic tile. There's, this is a wood door. There's concrete. There, there's no, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, I'm looking around right there's no, now. There's nothing that he could be talking about. Like, maybe that it's like... Was he fucking acting like you were pretending you built that brick wall over there? Which is what I'm confused about. I was like, are you... What are you... I was like, are you talking about that wall? And he was like, no, the other side of this door. And I was like, it's wood. I don't know what you're talking about. I like, this is compelling. I want to like stand up and look at both sides of the door right now yeah. because I can't what is he what is he talking, talking about? about that's why I was like what are you and, and then so I was like um I don't know what you're talking about there's no brick in here there's no brick I'm in looking this room. everywhere I don't understand what one could mistake as brick like I I don't know and I don't think he's ever been in here so what that's why fuck? I was like what the fuck are you talking about and so like and so I was like do you think I built this entire space? I soundproofed it. I never fucking yeah. said that. I said construction had been going on. Yeah. You acted like a stupid little bitch about it. <laughs> you and, and then I told you how I soundproofed the booth. And also like, oh, fuck yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah. And so I've been like, I found this out last night. So Do I've I know been fuming who this person about is? It. No. Damn it. He's not, he's not anybody. Ugh. I was going to look for the soonest opportunity to just humiliate him. Uh, he's the type of person who, with every note he gets, says, oh, well, I was doing that. I guess you just didn't see it. Oh, my God. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does that. Yeah. How could he not? That's who he is. <laughs> Never stray from your truth. Just do what you dream. If it's to be a misogynist, then do that. <laughs> No one can help but be who they are, so try a little harder. <laughs> so I've been fuming about this all night, so it's very fresh for me. Fuck, because I thought it was like a done chapter, and then he was being weird about the quizzing thing, and I was like, ah, eh, you're annoying. Oh, and then okay, I did say this, which I didn't realize was so rude. Ryan informed me it was very rude. He he was like, oh, bye, and I was like, have a nice. Oh, I was gonna say have a nice life, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh i was gonna wish you well in all your endeavors but <laughs> no never mind <laughs> she was like you seriously sound like you never wanted to see him again i was like true that's a capital k cunt for you yeah there you go uh so i just wanted to uh, vent about that person because jesus so christ fresh yeah um oh my god fucking and i was experiencing insomnia last night and i kept waking up and thinking about it i was oh, like god this I guy hate that Ugh. i hate that non-stop it was and I was like just warm because I'd eaten really late. And so I was like experiencing indigestion. I was like hot and like uncomfortable and eh, just perfect storm. Of, yeah. Didn't get very much sleep last agree. night. Agree. 
re uh, reenacting a mm-hmm. conversation you wish you could have wrangled better. Yeah, although I don't know what else I could have done. No, you know? I'm not. It were, yeah, yeah, like I just wish that like, but like I had understood what his purpose was when he was quizzing me about it because then I could have oh, been like... So you didn't understand him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, Kelly, I always see now how oh, he was right. He was right. I he was, was right. I was confused. That little cunt was right. That, that, that little shitbag was right. You know, that dumpy little fuck was that right. small D dick. <laughs> Hashtag small D dick. Um, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, he's terrible. And honestly, like, should I just take a video of this space and post it and be like, where's the brick? Yes. Like, what the fuck? Where is it? Where the brick? God. Hashtag where the brick. Where the fuck? Like, what the fuck? What? I'm like. <laughs> What is he talking about? And I can honestly only say, what are you I talking about understand. so many times? It's exhausting. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking Typical about? Typical lame brain male. <laughs> uh, Jesus. True, true. It's kind of bullshit. This is the kind of bullshit. This is the daily kind of indescribable. Yeah. Like when it's just people always. use the term microaggressions, this is what they're talking about. Where mm. it's like, Nothing is actionable. It's just infuriating all the time. Yeah. And it's just um, great. Now you get to go on about your day and you're going to bemoan the fact that you're embarrassed that you maybe looked dumb. I'm going to bemoan the fact that you basically treated me as less than. And Mm -hmm. that's cool. It's like (laughs) you should have gone to that person and gone. Oh, the weirdest thing happened when I was talking to Kelly just now. I feel like she thinks she fully understood that I was being a dick, and I have a problem with that. So I'm going to go ahead and make up a story so that I can uh, mitigate this disaster of a person I am. So this is what I'm going to present, and I'd like for you to believe it. I just, I'm going to need you to go ahead and buy into this. Uh, I got here first. And it's, um, it may not seem like it's going to make sense. Um, and it's definitely going to seem like I have much more reason to lie, but I need you to believe that. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you could, in, in case you hear something that makes way more sense, like Occam's razor, just much um, simpler, just like understand that that's, um, not it. Just remember the rule of first in, first out. So you believe me. Float away on a cloud of sexism now. <laughs> ah. Uh, you know, who's not doing any floating? Any of these people. Georgie. <laughs> oh, no, wait. He is doing a lot of floating, floating down there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because they all float down there. They all float down um, there. Oh, you mean Kelsey's dad? <laughs> oh, my God. He might be. He might just be. We don't know what happened to his body. We don't, need, yeah, we, we don't even know what happened to his body. He may be still. He may be somewhere in the AGNC. Who knows? Um, but so the, th- the my favorite parts of the book were just the lovely moments between Donna and Kelsey. Yeah, where I was like, great, this is a great vacation for Kelsey. Uh, she gets to explore. Oh, and so we totally did not mention the most like Dickensian grotesque in a non-Dickens book. Oh, Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> Who is like, Isaac is like a horrifying pit come to life. Yeah, he is like a clam from the bottom of the ocean <laughs> wearing a raincoat. Oh, I got it. That he that. like found off of a corpse on the like, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's insane. With an eye patch and um, like 
he smells terrible. He's constantly drinking. He's <laughs> like he's like a barnacle with legs. It's fucking awful. With a scream, Kelsey jumped back, eyes riveted helplessly on his ghastly appearance. He seemed a giant skeleton, tattered clothes billowing from his lanky frame, a moth-eaten cap pulled low upon his brow. He was dressed like a fisherman, yet the hands that dangled from his frayed cuffs looked like they could crush effortlessly with a touch. But it was his face, sun-wrinkled, wind-weathered, that filled her with such loathing. The leathery skin was covered with moles. Where his right eye should have been, there was only a filthy black patch. His left eye, narrowed and slanted, was tinged with yellow, and spit clung to the sprouting of whiskers on his chin. Ew. Yeah, and he's constantly drooling. Jesus Christ. Like, constantly spitting, constantly drooling, smells terrible. His scraggly brows drew together. The old man slapped his leg, a fine spray of saliva flying from his mouth as he laughed loudly. And like, in case you didn't guess, he's not evil. He's not evil, duh. And he's trying to warn Kelsey, but he's like also drunk and crazy. So he's not doing a good job of it. Although that was something I had a problem with, is that he's clearly trying to warn her. She and he never it. comes outright and says it. I know. Come on. That's one of my least favorite things. It's when people are like, I have something to tell you. And then it's like too late. But it's like, why didn't you lead with it? When he keeps saying like, I know who did it. And it's like, yeah, best lead with watch it. yourself, Just say girl. it. Who? And he speaks so strangely. Like, speaks so strange. He's like, like best watch yourself, girl. What you doing here, girl? Hmm? Yeah. You a tourist? <laughs> you come Why to is swim? He, or he's die, like maybe? a swamp person. He's what like, things happen to girls swimming around here. Oh, yeah. Are you a swimming like, girl? Guess he starts sounding like a character from Deliverance. Yes. Maybe you hear about these things. Oh, yeah, lots of hmms. You think I hurt you, girl? I won't hurt you. Isaac, don't hurt nobody, see? I sit down here. Can't chase you if I'm sitting down now, can I? And in case you're wondering, <laughs> in case you're wondering, he lives on a houseboat filled with trash Jesus. and weapons. He always says to her, don't believe everything you see, girl. Folks ain't always what they seem to be. Is that so like the thesis of the like story? Fucking, yeah, <laughs> it is the thesis of this story. It's something about it wasn't until I started to read some of this out loud. <laughs> is he is he supposed to be fucking black? No, I don't think so. Thank I, I fucking I, hope not. Because I was reading it at first too, and I kept going back to his description because I was worried that he uh was supposed to be black. I don't think he is. I think he's supposed to be like. Like a crusty white dude. This motherfucker better be a crusty white dude. Yeah, I'm picturing like issues. I'm picturing like a crusty white dude from like the deep south. (laughs) Some reason living up there. He sounds like an old prospector at times. He gave a high pitched chuckle. (laughs) You me scare a nice little girl like you? Ugh. (laughs) Rizik just tells the truth. There's gold up in our hills. You know what I was wishing about this? Because you know how it seems like... (laughs) You know how it seems like everything is so beautiful and perfect on this island? And it seems like maybe there's supernatural things happening. He's he's the, like, uh, photograph or the portrait of Dorian Gray up in the attic. He just takes on all the ugliness of the island. Yeah, or that, like, they have to, like... Because it seemed like all the men were, like, this united front determined not to believe Donna and... Kelsey. Um, Kelsey, I was hoping that it was like some like bullshit, um, uh, like 
skull and crossbones shit like they <laughs> yeah, like the, it's all of them yeah it's yeah. all of them and they're like they do sacrifices of these women of to keep the um like keep the keep everything the status quo yeah and like, like Buffy. Su- right and suppress the uh the uh female power and what a great victory that would be then right like for her yeah. to take that down and be like this then isn't like, perfect then it's uh you call that allegory? Yeah, kinda. Kinda. Ish. Ish. Gonna look up allegory now. Um, but I think that would be great. Oh yeah. Isaac was even more disgusting the second time. Oh, he is he it keeps increasing in disgustingness. Yeah. It's is this outside really the porta potties? Yeah, I'm trying to find outside the porta potties. Because of course, if you're in this beautiful place and you're walking out of a porta potty. You're gonna be attacked by Isaac because he's disgusting. He's just everywhere. Trying Human to, turd. He's trying to save your Isaac. life, but uh, he just gets more and more horrifying. He's to just behold. so grown. He is horrifying to behold. That's very funny. He's like Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like the, the flesh of his face rotting off of his bones. It is literally rotting off of his face. Ugh. Yuck. 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 Okay. Where is it? She reeled backward. Gagging as the sour stench of whiskey and vomit overwhelmed her. Won't do you no girl. Good screaming girl. She felt his rancid breath in her ear, down her neck. I'll be gone so quick, they'll think you crazy for sure. Like, especially at this point, like, again, it's like when he's not the killer, we seriously need to talk about his behavior. Also, like, don't tell me things that you've already told me before. You've already told me this random bullshit. Like, just tell me. Tell me, gets the meat of it. He just sounds like an old prospector more and more. Yeah. I seed you go in there to my no. place. I know you look around. His voice exploded in a gleeful laugh, shrill and sing-song. <laughs> I am picturing him holding, like, a stick. Well, sit him in a grave. And he's, like, shaking the stick the whole time. And it's, like, one of those sticks that's, like, um not straight. It's, like, a crooked yeah. stick. And he's, like, right now, now. here, see here, if you go. Because Isaac has ass in the back of his head. Because Isaac has eyes in the back of his head. He says it twice. That wasn't me fucking up. Okay, great. You think I done her in, don't you? I know what you think, and I know what I saw. God, you better not waste your time barking up after old Isaac, little girl. You best be worried about yourself. I'm picturing like he looks like Yosemite I'm Sam. In a hill. Like a zombie Yosemite Sam. <laughs> with a big stick. Yeah. Just smelling of vomit and whiskey. Ew. Ooh. Ew. All at once you could see the greasy eye patch and the puckered ridges across his face. His breath hit her again, making her swoon. Then she bites his hand. I was like, ew, don't. (laughs) You bit my hand. Because you know what I'm picturing if she bites his hand? Remember when in Forbidden Games 2, or Forbidden Game 2, uh, mm-hmm. She reaches out and grabs that like swamp person, and yes. then his skin and it's like just disintegrates. Soft and pulpy. I'm picturing like uh, like so she bit his hand, a p- and a piece like came, came off. off <laughs> anyway, don't need that girl. He's like, that's alligator or skin. Got me another. <laughs> My whole body is septic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't bite it. Don't need no skin here, girl. He's just like, he is so, oh my God. He, yep. Took me a while to hit that old prospector voice. You got it. Like I found it. But now you could, you could, you lived in it. Yep. So, you know what? Props (laughs) to you. Thank Um, you. I just wanted validation. (laughs) My old prospector voice. 
Since um, I get worse and worse at doing character voices and accents. Accents, accents. And uh, being on key for songs. Can we talk know, about... What the fuck happened to my voice? I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't noticed anything different. I think just permanent allergies. Well, you've only known me when my voice sucked. Oh, God. If I'd known the I mean, Lindsay of years past. My speaking voice is kind of okay, but suddenly I'll be singing in the car and I'm like, ooh, off key. <laughs> Yeah. Uh oh. Or like my break between my head voice and my chest voice is atrocious now. <laughs> well, I think Sucks. that's just maybe I can't practice. do character voices as well. Hmm. Not that I have ever had a great handle on it accents, but it's worse. Anyway. I think you've been doing accents. <laughs> I think you've been doing accents pretty well on the show. No, remember that whole show where it was like yeah. I nailed a Jamaican accent for like all of 10 seconds? And then you tried to do and Cockney. And then I tried that to was do a, Cockney and it was ooh. just, because that's the whole, that's why I started talking about the mummy. Right, 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 right. Oh, pal, Eddie Hyde. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show pal, Eddie Hyde. Eddie Hyde. Okay. Um, I wanted to, to just, this is just, uh, imagine, imagine you are a teenager on vacation. You're walking around mm-hmm. on the pier. You yeah. got a hot dog in your hand. Okay. And this fucking turd. Oh, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Comes up to you, <laughs> knocks your hot dog out of your hand into the trash, and says, Poison. Got any plans for today? <laughs> I don't remember that part. The fact, like, Skip I buys Kelsey a hot dog. And then Justin walks up and is no, it's Skip, Skip, leaves, Skip does he that. snatches it out of her hands. No, Skip does it. Skip does it? Oh my God, Justin does it. Yeah. Justin Justin does does it? it. Yeah, Skip buys it for her. And then Justin walks up, snatches it out of her hands, and throws it in the trash. Holy fucking shit. The fact that she doesn't know that he (laughs) is the killer from that. Are you kidding me? Yep. She's so... She's so fucking stupid. She's so blinded by her love for Justin's blue eyes. They're so blue. They're intensely blue like the ocean, which both intrigues and scares her. Their half a makeout sesh was uh, genuinely sensual. It was sensual, but was I, good. because I knew he was the killer, I was not interested. Yeah. But it was a decent yeah. makeout sesh. Mm-hmm. And then she, <laughs> after they do half their makeout sesh, she goes into bed and pretends that the blankets are his arms. And then she falls right to sleep. Great. Because she's not afraid with pillow Justin around. <laughs> <laughs> Her pillow boyfriend is there. Oh, pillow Justin. Your arms Never are so leave me. soft. Your arms are so soft and squishy. <laughs> I hope you stay cold forever instead of me having to turn you over. Uh, pillow Justin. Pillow so much Justin. better than the real thing. So much better than real Justin. I can't believe that was Justin that threw that I fucking hot dog in the trash. pillow Justin would never kill you or throw your hot dog in the trash. Pillow Justin would never do that. Pillow Justin would want you to have that hot dog because he thinks it's great when girls have a, have a healthy appetite. When you come home from a long day, mm-hmm. Pillow Justin is, he's sitting on the couch and the Planet Earth 2 is on the TV. Yeah. Planet and 2. There's a hot dog on the table. There's there's, there's hot chardonnay. Oh, hot chocolate and there's chardonnay. Hot, hot chocolate and chardonnay. He doesn't know if you want hot or the cold. The two go together. <laughs> and he knows you. you if like there's anything it. ladies love, it's wine and chocolate. <laughs> there's, there's a bowl also, of popcorn. There's um, a comic strip of Kathy open on the yeah. table because <laughs> he knows what you like. Yeah. Um, there's a DVD of 13 going on 30 <laughs> to watch after Planet Earth 2, but also 13 ghosts because he knows that you also like scary things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pillow Justin is a dream boy. I'm just trying to think of other things Pillow Justin would do for me. What, um, what else do I love? 
You, um, I, I want him to watch just every season of The Good Wife with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll never remember it ever again. You, you tell me your version of Pillow Justin first. So okay. Planet Earth 2 is on. Okay, yeah. Planet but Earth like, 2. For real. So, so for real, for, for real, for real, for real. Okay. For real, what would, I mean, let's be serious. Pillow Justin's going to get it right. Okay, so okay. I'm going to get home. Uh-huh. Um, my sheets and, uh, my my sheets and pillowcases and every and my duvet cover mm-hmm. are freshly washed and bleached, so nice and crisp. Mm-hmm. They're on there. Mm-hmm. They look great. Yeah, pillow Justin is on the couch mm-hmm. in the living room. TV has Planet Earth two on. Um, the part about the penguins. He's paused it and he's waiting for me to get back. Cool. Um, on the table mm-hmm. is uh tomato pie, pizza. Oh, nice. I like yeah. tomato pie a lot. And also, mm-hmm. I'm just craving that because I'm hungry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a slice of Sbarro's earlier. Oh, love Sbarro's. I haven't had Sbarro's since like Reminds high me of high school. Yeah. High school, mm-hmm. uh, mall. Yeah. Uh, food court. Yeah. That food was court. my lunch on wow, the break I can from the movie theater. I smell Sbarro thinking about that. It was very satisfying. I was oh. like, oh yeah, I loved Sbarro. That was like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Okay. So he has one slice so, of Sbarro. Tomato pie. <laughs> one slice of tomato pie. Um, uh, oh, he's put the flea stuff on my cat's. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, he's found all of my different socks and paired them mm-hmm. and folded them up and put them exactly where they need to go. Nice. Um, um, oh, he's just finished uh reading a, an essay I wrote about the Kai Cole letter and how Buffy thing and the Joss Whedon thing isn't a kill your heroes moment because at times he we always knew that he was a false feminist and he's ready to talk about it with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the litter is scooped for the cats. Mm-hmm. Um and he's he's like set up perfectly with his pillow arms ready for me to like cuddle it. Mm-hmm. Cuddle him, you mean? Yeah. Cuddle him. Him. I'm sorry. Him, 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 him. He oh, oh, and he rubs my shoulders. Nice. Good. Pillow Justin. PJ. Um for me, PJ, I get home. Mm. Somehow, there are more seasons of great British baking show. Oh, great. On Netflix. Um, With Paul and Mary. I, yeah. Suddenly, there are 10 seasons. Oh, Pillow Justin. 10 to 15 seasons um, that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a big um, banquet table mm-hmm. that's in, in the living room, but it's like a short banquet mm-hmm. table. It's mm-hmm. not like a high, normal right, right, banquet right, right, table. right, right, right. Because uh, we need it for the couch. Right. We need it for our giant, giant living room sized mm-hmm. couch that all of a sudden my living room is like mid-century modern meets art deco somehow. Mm. Yeah. And every single dessert that they make on Great Hello, British Justin. Baking Show is on our banquet coffee table. Oh. Yeah. And um, the kitchen is spotless. Mm. Somehow there's a washer and dryer in there. Oh, great. But it doesn't even matter because he did well, all. Well, he's of kind my of laundry. European, so it makes sense that he would put the washer and dryer in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Because where are you going to put it? It's. Yeah. I mean, it's an apartment. Yeah, we live in the same place. Unfortunately, I mean, <laughs> PJ is great, mm-hmm. but he has his limitations. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, not bringing home a different yeah. amount of cash. Yeah, uh, I don't know how, but he's managed to tone my arms for me. Ah, uh, great. Which was really thoughtful. You know what? Because he's massaging them in the right way while you're sleeping. Yeah. 
And so I just wake up with toned arms. (laughs) Like, oh, thank you. And a flat stomach. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Um, And honestly, we just sit there. We don't need sleep. Mm -hmm. But we can sleep if we want to. Mm -hmm. So, like, I no longer need to sleep. Ooh, He's done that for me. The type of sleeping you do, you don't have to fall asleep, but you experience the waking up after sleeping in. Yeah. And it always feels like I'm rested. Yes. And I don't have stress dreams. Mm. Like just him being there holding me in his in his squishy arms. Mm-hmm. I don't have stress dreams. Ugh. So I don't dream things like um, Donald Trump not letting Lupita Nyong'o into a dinner party but the, and then dressing like a geisha and singing John Lennon's <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> that doesn't happen, doesn't happen to me anymore. It doesn't happen. And then after that happens... I don't then have to go on a rickety roller coaster in a fucking bullshit Donald Trump theme park. I don't have to do that because Pillow Justin has taken away all of my stress dreams. <laughs> oh, Pillow Justin. Yeah. I would say yes to the stress dream thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ, never change. Mm-hmm. Stay sweet. Mm-hmm. And have a great summer. Yep. Keep um, in touch. KIT. KIT. Uh, so... That being said, Pillow Justin lives most of his life off page. Yeah. He's not really. I, most of it. Most of it most is off of page. It, he, not all. He gets a sweet one line. Yeah. <laughs> he's there. He's gone. Just mm-hmm. like. Just like uh, all good dreams. Like just like all good dreams. But we're Serenity left with that gone. just soft you, memory that wake comes. Up and it feels like everything's going to be okay for about 20 minutes before mm-hmm. you remember everything about your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would that we could live in that 20 minutes forever. Oh, but we gosh. can't. Um, and nor can um, any of the characters in this book, except it seems like everything's going to be fine. That I was mad. Was, that was the worst ending. Dude, I was like, was the worst fucking ending. First of all, I wanted her to save herself. Yeah. And I wanted everybody else to be dead. Also, did including you, Skip. Did you notice? Yes, I thought Skip should be dead. But like somehow um, it was a doe that killed Skip. I would love it was a doe. that. They just find it and there's like a, there's just like a, a hoof stabbed into his heart. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was picturing antler, but I like. I couldn't think of the word antler. So you said So hoof. I said hoof. <laughs> also, you said doe. So. Yeah. I, it would be a hoof. Like I was going to say antler as though she like borrowed it from a dude she knew. Yeah. Um. Oh, the thing that I really hated was that all of the action stuff happened like while Kelsey is just like out of her body, not yeah. there. Yeah. I was like, what? All of a sudden, like, did it even? Oh, like, the next thing I knew, Justin was dead. I know. I, I was did like, not wait, know what, what happened. I should find that part. Cause yeah, I was like, huh? And honestly, and dead? This how is did an, that happen? And then this was another thing, too, where like, just like how I had a lot of trouble figuring out what was happening or where anything was um, in the boat when she's in the. Uh, in the car with Spud and he crashes it and Skip. she goes flying from the car. Skip. Skip. And she goes flying from the car. Uh-huh. I did not understand that the car had crashed and she went flying from the car. Like, I didn't understand what, where she was, what was happening. It, Her have, face was hurt, but then what? I eventually understood. Yeah, eventually. It's the same as the boat thing. Like, things would happen. It's like, okay, I know that, I know that in real life when these things happen, it is very disorienting. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that's what she's trying to get across here is how disorienting yeah. something is when it suddenly happens. But you can't do it to this degree when you're writing a book because otherwise your reader's like, what? And also like, this if isn't you, Faulkner. Come on. Yeah. If what, you, don't stream of consciousness us. If, if the intention is that we're supposed to feel disoriented just like she is, tell us that she's feeling disoriented. Because otherwise it's like she didn't know where she was. Um, she was like away from the car. The car's over there. She can't see Skip. Her, no- her face hurts. And it's like. <laughs> her face hurts. I was just like, what? Like, huh? Oh, we get a bunch more yelling of names. This isn't even R.L. Stein, but. Skip. 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 <laughs> skip. Oh, God. Skip. Spud. Coming, Skip. Hang on. Yeah. Spud. 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 He's, he's over in a ditch going, does she mean me? Should I answer? Yeah. I think she knows my name, right? I'll just, think I'll just, um, I'll just track her. I'm just, I'll just track her like an innocent. <laughs> I'll just smell her innocent blood and find her. Because that's the kind of good hunter I am. What the? Skip fought wildly for control as Kelsey screamed. There was a sickening feel of earth giving way beneath them, and the dizzy sensation of spinning on and on through the rain. Kelsey felt herself hurtling through the air, felt the ground smack into her face, heard the crash somewhere beneath the thunder and wind and rain. Skip? Skip, where are you? (laughs) Skip! Blood, blood everywhere. What did we run over? Skip, oh God, she tried to crawl. Like, we don't know where Skip is, why all of a sudden she isn't near him. It does not make sense. No, it doesn't. And that's why I was like, wait, so... And then it was like, for the body... You know what I was hoping the body they hit? I was hoping it was Donna's body. I thought it was. Yeah. But then yeah. it's Isaac? It's Isaac. Poor Isaac dies. But then, okay, here's my confusion too. So I think he's holding, he's, he's holding having the Justin's key. necklace and then, or um, Skip's necklace. But then that's not explained. And then it se- so it 100% makes it seem like Skip is the killer. She goes to try to find Skip at the Jeep and he's not there. Why would he have crawled off? Yeah. Without, like he's not screaming her name. What is happening? No idea. And then at the end of the book, Skip is like, oh, he tried to go after her and I was calling her name, but she went for the lighthouse instead. What? What? When? Then then, then track she was her. She calling her name like crazy. Ugh. And then that was the other thing, oh, she's, too. She's sure it's Skip, but then she's sure it's Neil. And then that was the spatial thing, too, when she's in the lighthouse and she falls down, hurts. She's somewhere. Hurts her leg. Mm-hmm. It's not clear where exactly she is. It just says she sees Beth there. Kelsey's foot plunges down. She lands. She seemed to be in some sort of cave. That's it. She's like, so she's in in this cave cave and Justin, or wait, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Justin is pretending to be Donna Donna in the lighthouse. Like, uh, good trick, Justin. Yeah, I was like, that's the thing. I would have loved a supernatural aspect to this story, and there wasn't. And then Justin reveals himself. and then It was very anticlimactic. She still thinks it's Skip at this point. Like, why? The voice threw back at her, and it came from all directions, the whole cave resounding with mockery. But it gives me so much power, don't you see? So much, shall we say, inconspicuous attention. Why, I can walk right through a crowd and pick out my victim in broad daylight, talk to her, make her feel special, take her out and show her a good time, make her fall in love with me. 
And this is the funny part. She never even dreams that I'm going to kill her. Never has the slightest clue that I have her life in my hands. His monologue is so stupid. It's it's real dumb. It sounds like he's he's like saying things in the way as if it's riddled with puns, but there aren't any. He's just like saying words. He's just yeah. I mean, this is saying less than skips. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I can't believe we forgot about this. When Donna's just like hanging out with her, and she's like. Oh, yeah, we've had a couple accidents on the island where girls died. But, oh, uh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, there was that incident where, like, teenage girls kept disappearing near the boarding school where Skip and Justin and Neil are. I know. It's like, uh, does no one put two and two together that it's the same? Like, how was that not constantly at the forefront and, of Kelsey's mind? And the only people, because then... On top of that, then they're like, oh, by the way, also, like, um, we don't like to talk about it much, but, like, about two two women a year, two young women a year yeah. drown. What? I was like, wait, what? But it's totally safe. So I'm like, it's okay. I'm so safe. So it seems like all of this is lining up with this killer's MO, and yet we're like, hmm, is, and that's the other thing, too, where they're like, shocked that there even is a killer like it takes so long for anybody but donna and kelsey to think yeah there is a killer here it makes no sense and i know that there's that part where donna's just like then there's a legend that the lighthouse has ghosts around it and they the ghosts lure people to their deaths i was like please please let that be true but I, it wasn't i can't find the part where donna's telling her about the Brooke whatever murders. Oh. Brooke well, basically, she's just like, Brookfield. oh, I, you know what? I took a picture of one part because it didn't age well. Ooh. Because. Is it the whole book? Yeah, the whole, it's the whole book. Just um, the characters. The book. I really, I started this book really liking it mm -hmm. because it was quite a bit different. And it's always kind of refreshing to get to one of the female written books again. Mm -hmm. Because there's a definite dif difference in the main character's way of thinking. Um, and then just slowly but surely, I was like, oh, God, it's just the same thing over and over again where mm. a thing happens and nobody believes her. Yeah. But on the whole, once you get into it, like, it, just the details weren't aging well. The story structure was yeah, there. Yeah, the story structure, it aged fine. So I'm not saying that there weren't good points, but yeah, there were some definite interactions that did not age. So basically... Coeds kept going missing at the college right next to the, like, in between the prep school and the mental hospital. <sighs> so Donna's saying, cops were swarming everywhere you looked. Girls just started disappearing. How horrible. Did he know any of them? He dated some of them. They're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. Skip. <laughs> she gave a wry smile. He told me about them, of course. Said they were all really nice girls, not the kind who'd just walk oh, away with anybody yeah. or hop in some stranger's car. He was really upset about it when he and Justin went home for spring break. No clues, no leads, nothing. Those girls vanished into thin air, and no one could find them. They still haven't found them. Kelsey felt a shiver work its way up her spine. And they never had any ideas at all? Not a single suspect? No, and I guess they thought of everything. Even checked out the local mental hospital to make sure none of the patients had escaped. A mental hospital in the same town as the school. I find that extremely appropriate somehow. Kelsey laughed, but it sounded strangely hollow. 
Yeah, that's a real old way of thinking of like, ooh, an escaped person from the mental hospital. Yeah. And then this also, like, there were two red flags prison. there. Yeah, where it's like a, an escaped person from a mental hospital, which is definitely a conflating of crazy dangerous. Yep. And then where she's like, they were good girls, not the kind to just, like, walk into a car. And it's like, like they Ugh. weren't sluts or nothing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, a slut would have had it coming. She would have deserved it. What, with her yeah. short skirt? She was behaving recklessly. Yuck. That's why she got taken by that depressed person escaped from the <laughs> mental hospital <laughs> oh my god especially um, like neil was in that mental hospital yeah neil tried to kill himself i earmarked that letter so kelsey finds this letter that neil wrote to beth i won't read the whole thing but the gist is like he tried to do a stupid thing he, he regrets it i'll never be like justin dad will never accept me but I just want to, like, try to give everything a second chance. How is everybody? He's very into second chances. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you like the scarf I sent. You're sweet to keep writing me. Although, this line, I was like, huh? <laughs> <And> he says, <laughs> he says, maybe if we'd been born into some different family, you and I could have known each other better. Huh? You hitting on your sis? I okay. Oh, it I says am now family seeing, singular. Yeah. So, I was thinking it said families, and I okay. was like, "Ugh, that is a really interesting thing." If it were true, because yeah. I would be like, "Ooh, what?" Yeah, because I'm Let's like, get into that I, I want to get some more into some flowers in the attic shit," which I miss. That oh, it does say so. Time to put this out for the mail. I look forward to your letters. They keep me going, Neil. P.S. I love you too. Yeah. So. Speaking of Neil, so it's like, oh, and love. oh, oh, maybe misunderstood asshole. Mm-hmm. And last minute. I don't know. Last minute love. Still, I forget even what we decided to call it earlier. Oh, asshole surprise. Asshole surprise. <laughs> asshole sounds twist. like tuna casserole. Ooh, asshole twist. Asshole twist. No, but then you said it was gross after you said that. Oh, I'm fine with it okay, being gross. Um, so if you guys want to hear the line in which we discover, the, it's one sentence. Yep. That they're in love. Yeah. So stupid. It is literally, and kissed it. <laughs> it's like, all of a sudden, he's such a sweetheart. So, the, like, this is when she's in the hospital, and it's after, I, you were there, you were there, you were there. Everyone's alive. Everyone's great, except for Justin. How did Justin die? <laughs> I was just, I was like, oh, yeah, I was looking for that. So I'm going to look for that again. Okay. Um. So they're all like, oh, we're so glad that everyone's okay. And, um... He basically, like, he puts a blanket on her, and she's like, you're really good at tucking people into bed. And he's like, oh, my God, what? Stop. And then he grabs her hand. Oh, no, no, no. So she felt the tears racing down her cheeks, felt his strong, gentle fingers as she groped across the covers for his hand. Second chance, she whispered. <laughs> and he smiled at her. Second chance, he said, and raised her hand to his lips and kissed it. <laughs> And they lived happily ever after. The end. It doesn't at all say anything. So is he dead or not? Justin dying. They definitely say. So like right up until she passes out, she doesn't know it's Justin. She th then thinks yeah. it's Neil. So la 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 la. Um. 
So she had been wrong. The murderer wasn't Skip. It was Neil. Oh. Uh, her head is being held in underwater. So ugh. underwater voice again. Death calling for deepest darkness. Da, da, da. Don't struggle. And there was a roaring filling her head. So it's her nightmare again. Oh, that's what it is. He drowns. So it's when yeah. she's looking back. It's after chapter 24. Right. So I'm going to read the part where she passes out because it does not say anything. Um, don't struggle. Justin. And she could see him now, his eyes, his face, so near, his arms going around her. Justin, she gasped gratefully, desperately. You've come to save me, to save my life. What an idiot. His arms around her, so strong, so determined. His hands around her neck, squeezing. Don't struggle. But she was struggling. Okay, so Wait, so where are they at this out. point? They're under the lighthouse in They're that weird in that cave, cave. In the water. Great gasps of air from lungs bursting. The water poured in black and sickening and endless, endless. Don't. And Justin's voice was fading as everything was fading, as her very life was fading, ending. And in her deep black nightmare, she knew she was dying. Knew it just as surely as she knew the faraway echo of Skip shouting and the frenzied thrashings of the ocean reluctant to give up its own, and then the calm, hollow trickling of water upon a cold cavern floor, and the heartbreaking sound of Neil crying. And she wakes up in a hospital, and they're like, Justin's dead. Yeah. When she, like, remembers, she's like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, that sounds familiar. And she li- this is how we find out. She felt a lump in her throat, and tears slipped down her cheeks. Justin. Neil shook his head, his face drawn. I tried to pull him out. He kept swimming away from me. That's it. That's how we find out that he died. Right? And then it's like, like he died. By the way, we found Beth. We found Donna. Beth is fine. She's in, on the mainland. Donna's Everybody's fine. Good. Donna and Skip are probably together Ew. the same way that you're going to be together with Neil, who's Yuck. suddenly nice. Yuck. He's suddenly nice. I don't like him. Oh my God. Everything worked out. Oh my God. And all of us all so happy well, on, on, well. on Bethany Island. Oh, I love Bethany Island. <laughs> oh, thanks, Hollywood Bear, for your island, Paradise <laughs> Island. Uh. But yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a quick it read. Was a quick read. It was fine. Um, it's pretty predictable. Yeah. Uh, it is I confusing. Like I. It is very confusing. I was confused. She certainly, most of it. like jumps to things where you're like, huh? Yeah. And you don't. It is like it reminds me of when you're reading like a bad fanfic that doesn't tell you spatially where anybody is during the sexy parts, and you're like, huh? <laughs> like, wait, they're where? <laughs> but how? Uh, when? Who? Um. Skip. Um, Spud. Here's some things I think could have made this a better book. Mm. If Kelsey's dad had tried to drown her. Yes. If Kelsey's dad had tried to drown her, I would have loved that. Uh, if there was less not believing Kelsey and more uh, yeah. just like mystery around things. Like maybe all of them kind of like sharing her suspicions and all of them trying to do it. But like, which one is like, kind of like Clue, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're all trying to figure out who did yeah. it, but really it is one of you. Um, or like when you play Mafia or something, mm-hmm. or Until Dawn, everyone's trying to find it. Yeah. Um, and then if she had saved herself in the end, and people had actually died, mm-hmm. uh, and my- we actually saw Justin die. Yeah. For me, I would have liked to see more of the action scenes because. They literally all took place while she was like fainted or unconscious or sleeping. Yeah, she got thrown and then all of a sudden things happened. Yeah. Um, I would have liked 
that because of the way that the book was set up, the thing that would have justified why all the boys didn't believe the girls, I would have liked it that like they are trying to perpetuate their power and are like just. Oh, yeah, that that would be cool. that storyline would have been cool yeah. if it was like. Like these women are skull. being sacrificed yeah. in the ocean to try and like mm-hmm. keep this island the same always. Um, or even if they were just sick fucks, like in Scream. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would have liked everybody trying to figure out the mystery rather than nobody believing her. Um, higher stakes. Beth should not have been alive. Absolutely Beth should not. have there not should have, have been, been alive. Much harsher consequences. And I didn't I need mean, Isaac. Honestly, didn't need Isaac. He's too much. He's of a too red much. He's so like because. Even the reader knows that it's not him. Nobody thinks it's, it's him. Not him the whole time. Isaac knows it's and not if, him. If we're not supposed to know it's him, that's insanity. Yeah. Then she did a very poor job of writing Isaac. So I'm going to assume that we were Was he's there for flavor? Know. I'm going to give her the benefit of the, the doubt and just think that like that was supposed to mess Kelsey up, but not us. And Kelsey's just an idiot. At least, yeah, Kelsey should have been comes to a Isaac. little less just constantly panicked, a little more. And I I do have a problem with insisting that every piece of media, the girl should be, like, so strong and know right. what she's doing so much. Right, that no, she, no, no. Like, doesn't need anybody's help. I don't like that. I just think it would have been better if she was a little bit stronger in her actions to try to figure out what was going on as it was it was just sort of like i don't know i well, yeah everything this was happening maybe everything in this I'm book aired happens to kelsey she doesn't really do anything yeah so that's the annoying part the only thing she does is break into isaac's house which which <laughs> does not work out doesn't work out well but like yeah it, i i agree right because like in order to have like accurate representation of women they need to be flawed they need to yeah or be weak like, sometimes they, they need know to know everything right i'm not i don't have have that right so desire. i i don't need her to be a mary sue i don't yeah i don't need to her to be a superhero yeah i just wanted a little more like i don't need i don't really know who kelsey is i don't know i who feel she like is. i have a good read on everybody else i, I don't know what yeah. kelsey's deal is she's just sweet She's like sweet and just like She's nervous sweet and all the scared. time. Yeah. It's, and like, that's it's it. one thing if you're scared. Fine. But you can like but she doesn't seem to have any opinions about everything. You know, I think that's what it is. She doesn't have much gumption. No, she doesn't I have gumption. I appreciated it if she had some gumption. You know what? I think that you are Weirdly, that is the word that I needed. It is the word you needed. <laughs> I think that you are also you've completely become the character of Isaac and it is permeating your Where? everyday speak. I think Kipsa just needs some gumption. gumption. I'm gonna pan for gold. <laughs> um, well, I'm not gonna find it. Oh my! <laughs> oh my soul to the company store. <laughs> um, do we have any emails we want to read? Yes, we do. Yeah, yes. So <laughs> this one's funny because <laughs> we helped create this embarrassing story. <laughs> it's actually not from her teens exactly. Um, so this is from Caitlin. Uh, hi, ladies. Love your podcast. Please bear with me. This isn't a story about embarrassing myself as a teenager, although I assure you I did plenty of that back in the day. This is a story about how grateful I am that social media didn't exist when I was a kid 
because I humiliated myself as a 30-year-old the other night, and you guys were somewhat of a catalyst. Oh, no! So I had just listened to your wonderful episode on the Midnight Club. Thanks, Kaylin. Yay! And so I picked up my own copy of the book off the shelf and was slammed with a childhood memory. The boy who sat behind me in grade five, who I had a massive crush on, actually gave me his copy of the book. And that's the copy I have to this day. And his name is still written in pencil inside the book cover. So what do I do? It's 2017 and 11 o'clock at night, and I should be sleeping. So obviously, I grab my phone and Facebook creep him. Oh my god. My findings weren't that interesting. But one of the things I found was a class picture from grade six, where my whole class was tagged. So naturally, I start creeping on all the names of people who I'm not already (laughs) friends with on Facebook. Eventually, I come across this one girl. We'll call her Sally. (laughs) (laughs) Sally and I might have played tetherball together like twice in elementary school, but we were never friends. There was never any bad blood per se. We just weren't friends. She was friends with my best friend in high school, and she was cold to me, and I was uninterested in her. Typical high school girl nonsense. (laughs) I didn't give a shit about Sally, and then... I didn't give a shit about Sally then, and I don't give a shit about Sally now, but I creeped her anyway because this is the rabbit hole of Facebook stalking. It's so slippery. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm like six pictures deep in her profile pics. I just remembered the end of this story. No. Oh, boy. They're not remarkable or anything. They're just selfies of her and her baby. And I fucking tagged myself. What? I tagged myself in a picture of her and her baby. I tagged myself (laughs) as her baby. (laughs) I don't even know how, but my finger betrayed me and selected tag. And so I look at the photo and it says in this photo, me. (laughs) And it says, request submitted. No. (laughs) can't even just untag it. I sit up in bed. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Oh boy. I sit- <laughs> All right. I sit up in bed and the horrible feeling of being a kid and being embarrassed in front of the class comes rushing back. Oh no. <laughs> so deal with this colossal fuck up block her (laughs) (laughs) then i think about it for a few minutes and i'm like oh god she's going to get an email notification saying i tagged myself in her photo and when she goes to look she's going to know i blocked her (laughs) so i don't know why i do this but the next thing i don't know uh so i don't know why i do this next thing But I Google how to delete requests to be tagged in a photo. (laughs) And I find out how. So I unblock her, delete the request, and then I go to block her again. Parentheses. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I'm dying. (laughs) But Facebook says, nope, you gotta wait 48 48 hours until you can block Sally again. I considered tagging myself in other random photos and then creating... (laughs) Oh my god! This is perfect. This is what I would do too. Me too. I, is this, and then creating a public status that said, "LOL, sorry if I accidentally tagged myself in your photo. I was hacked." Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> but luckily, my common sense finally kicked in. But I did block her again after forty-eight hours. 
Oh my god. I know this doesn't actually count as a teen story, but thought I'd submit it anyway in case you got a kick out of my teen creeps and midnight club inspired mortification and lousy coping skills. Like I said, I fully felt that wholehearted gut-wrenching embarrassment I remembered so well from being a kid who was awkward as fuck and didn't have a lot of friends. The only difference is that now that I'm older, it was hilarious instead of the end of the world. Anyway, thanks again. I love your podcast, and I can't wait to see what else you guys do. Take care, and don't creep on people from elementary school on your phone when you should be sleeping. Oh, my God. That was amazing. That was amazing, Caitlin. Oh, I know that feeling. Thank you. It's like that embarrassment that's like hot right like above your belly button but below your ribcage. Oh, Oh my God. The nightmare of like waves of horror. I would literally like (laughs) freeze. Like Like, I... Felt such empathy reading this email. <laughs> oh my god! I love the. I block her. Why? I don't know. I'm dying. Because <laughs> that too, and then and then to un and that's the horrifying part, right? Where you try to you unblock and then you want to block again, and then it's like, sorry, you gotta wait, and you're like, no. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you for sending that story. Um, yeah, thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> oh boy. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that so much. um, So we got something from listener Donnie um, who this resonated with me a lot because I could see myself doing both of these things. Uh, It's very cute. Uh, Hey, y'all. I love the podcast. I'm such a big fan of YA horror books. I grew up reading mostly R.L. Stein, Goosebumps, and Fear Street. For some reason, I could never get into Christopher Pike. Anyway, I have two stories about these books while I was growing up. Number one. When I was in fifth grade, I op- I owned several of these books that I set up. I owned several of these books and set up a library at my desk in my classroom where my classmates borrowed books. Yeah, total nerd here. I'm surprised I'm not a librarian now. The other story is a doozy. In sixth grade, I just got finished reading Arl Stein's Broken Hearts, where the characters are stalked by someone sending them th- death threat Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> For some reason, I thought oh, it would be yeah. funny to send one. <laughs> <laughs> to send one of my friends, who I knew read these books as well, the same kind of Valentine's Day card. I copied straight from the novel. Rose, violets are blue, roses on re- are red. On Valentine's Day, Josie will be dead. Replacing the name Josie with my friend's name. Typing this out, this makes me sound like a complete crazy person, but I assure you I meant nothing more than just to scare her. Well, it did. And she told a teacher, and I totally got in trouble. <laughs> we put it past us, and everything was fine. I never did anything like that again, and I still continued to read more Fear Street. I had such a huge collection of almost all Fear Street and Goosebumps. I still wish I had them. Thanks for the wonderful podcast. Smiley face. <laughs> Dude, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I, I That's something I totally would have done, which is to, like, think, oh, this is, like, a funny thing that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that's, like, an... Yeah, to do what I think is funny and fun and then just to have it make me look weird. And, like, yeah, and have a teacher talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they... You guys were able to put it behind you. <laughs> uh, I'm trying Aww. to think of a story where, like, I did something and then I just came off as weird and stupid. I spat on a kid a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was, like, a normal and not what? bad thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How old were you? Uh, second grade. And then I got my first red card. That's a little acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it might have even been first. It was young. Weird. That's very funny. <laughs> I just spat on him a bunch. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like running around spitting and then he was like, get away from me. And I was like, we're having fun. There was a kid named 
in mm-hmm. the second grade. Uh, this might have been third grade because I think this is happening to me and my friend Lacey. Where he just kept running up to us and spanking us on the butt. <laughs> he just, he did it all the time. And so I, being the pretentious little precocious uh-huh. third grader I was, reported him for sexual harassment. Yay! <laughs> and so then really we all good. had to go into the counselor's office. Oh, that's great. I remember uh, when I was in preschool, there's this little boy that kept trying to kiss me. And then, so one day he like, ran up to me and was like trying to kiss me and I was like if you kiss me I'm gonna kiss you back and then he ran away <laughs> and <I> started crying <laughs> uh, also in the th- I think I talked before about how in the fourth grade there was a kid named Sebastian who like every month would switch off having a girl he chased and tried to kiss oh my god <laughs> which was weird because he was super cute yeah <laughs> um and then in the third grade, there was this kid named Armando, and he would go up to girls and say, I've got the hots for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember kids like, liking accent. phrases I don't know like what that. nationality he was, though. I love that. I remember kids like getting obsessed with a certain phrase and like mm-hmm. saying it because they heard it somewhere. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. Thanks so much for submitting these, you guys. We yeah. have been getting a few of these. We're going to limit them to like two per episode, but keep sending them in. But we will try to get yeah. to everybody's story. They're awesome. They're not like flooding in. So yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get to everybody's. And if there's a big lag, it's because we record a week in advance. Yeah, yeah we yeah. record in advance. Uh, which so, is why our current events talk is always a week behind. Not that we do that much of it anymore. Um, but on that note, fuck Donald Trump fuck uh, Donald over Trump. everything. Um, what are we doing? Other things, uh, Charlottesville, fucking travesty, travesty. Um, Houston, our love to you because right now you're being battered by horrible, fucking horrible. We hope that you're all safe. Um, what Um, what other things happened? Um, uh, men in power, transgender friends, we're with you. Oh yeah, and fuck Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Basically on all of these we could add fuck Donald Trump. We just have like one sound bite. Fuck um, Donald Trump. Um what what else what else is going on? What else is going on? Um just generally um, speaking we're Russia. He clearly like hope he gets impeached, but I hope he yeah. gets impeached after the 2018 yeah uh, elections cuz I really hope that the Democrats take back the yeah. House and the Senate, except that they are very bad at their jobs <laughs> and may not. And uh, we are screwed. Uh, so there's that. That's a little more evergreen that mm-hmm. uh, the Democratic Party is crap at the down ticket elections. Um, I have a something that's also pretty evergreen, which mm-hmm. is that uh, generally speaking, men in power suck. Mm-hmm. Generally. And- yeah, generally speaking. Hashtag like, not all men in power. <laughs> not, hashtag not all men in power. Uh, hashtag oops all berries. They, it, but you're not going to surprise me when you tell me that like some dude like used his power to take advantage of people mm-hmm. under him. I'm not going to yep. be surprised. Like in every case. And, and so you know if what? you are a dude in power and you don't do that. Great. Good. I'll be the also, ambassador. Um, I hope for someday where we can say that about uh, women in power. <laughs> I hope someday we can say that women in power fucking suck. Yeah. You know what? We can. But of course we can say that. Of course we can say that. Okay. Anybody in power. Anybody in power. If you, if Maybe you, it's just that there are fewer women in power. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying I just Absolute hope power that we can corrupts. say 
hundred percent. That's how the saying goes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you, oh God, what is this? No, no. Um. No, oh. Oh. Mm. Oh. We're about to skip this one. What? Sheriff Arpaio. Oh yuck. Oh. Oh. Ew. Oh. Fucking. What the fuck? Fuck everything. Ah. Ah. So, if you're looking for an escape, try the lifeguard. Why would you? Of course, I I know why. It's because he's insane. Well, you know and why. And he's a fucking monster. It, you're going to pardon somebody over a fucking contempt of court conviction? Oh, God. Fuck that guy. He was basically running concentration camps. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Anyway. Just didn't want to leave off any current event that no. will be uh, uh, a little bit dated and irrelevant. <laughs> um, not uh, irrelevant, but dated, certainly. Uh, Next book is a jaunt. William Slater's Sleater. Interstellar Pig. I think it's William Slater. Is it Slater? I think. But yeah, Interstellar Pig. And uh, I-, I like that author. Um, oh, I don't know him. I read a couple of his stuff when I was, like, younger. I remember reading, reading House of Stairs and, like, that really, like, there was certain imagery that I was like, ooh. Um, cool. But I think, I wonder if Interstellar Pig is supposed to be funny. I don't know. I mean, the Maybe premise of it seems, fu- like, I'll weird. read the premise. And somebody had a good suggestion, which is, I guess we, oh, because we did this with the cheerleaders mm. and Forbidden Game, is they liked hearing us say what we wanted to see from that book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a little harder because it's not of a series. Mm-hmm. But let's go for it. Um, So here's the premise or um, premise? Plot? Uh, uh, Plot. Here's the one sheet. Rundown? <laughs> Pitch. Here's the, the elevator. Here, here's a paragraph about Interstellar Pig. When three unusually attractive young adults rent the summer cottage next door, Barney's boring vacation at the beach seemingly takes a turn for the better. However, after the neighbors unwittingly reveal their extraterrestrial identities, the board game they have taught taught him becomes a real-life battle, and Barney must outsmart the aliens to save Earth from destruction. It sounds pretty funny. Oh. It's like a yeah. combo of calling all creeps and forbidden game. Yeah, and it's and like, a little bit of invitation to the game. And with like a, the meta ishness of like, um, uh, which I assume I don't know if this is true. If it is meta, I think I've read this book. Well, this I'm now is, remembering. This is uh, where we say what we hope to see. Yeah. So I'm hoping for a little bit of uh, uh, like cabin in the woodsy type feel to it, oh, or uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil like type that. thing, where it's kind of like, um like teehee look at mm-hmm. the genre yeah um because just because of the description of them being like un you know unnaturally attractive and they're actually aliens and- i love the sentence takes a turn for the better yeah <laughs> which i guess so this guy's like kind of a schlup right so mm-hmm. i think that'll be i'd like for them i want some a scene in an attic okay i don't know why all right i like a, the thought of playing a game in an attic i won't i'm I'm not going to say I hope that we don't see a scene in an attic, so I'd be okay with that. Uh, We got this book suggestion from someone in particular several times, so I will do a shout-out to them when we do the episode. And we forgot to do a shout-out to AJ Medlock for uh, suggesting Secret Admirer last week, which— Oh, yeah. uh, Thank you for the suggestion. mm -hmm. 
Um, that was a really fun book to talk about. Yeah, it was a dumb book, fun read. <laughs> yeah. Dumb book, fun talk, which I, that is like the premise of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dumb book, fun talk. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so our podcast will now be called you. Dumb Book, Fun Talk. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Dumb, Dumb book, book, Fun, fun Talk. talk. Uh, but yeah. Uh, we'll Thanks for joining. You, I interrupted. You it's go. Okay. <laughs> now you. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say we were going to, uh, we'll be back next week with Interstellar Pig. And thanks for joining us. Keep it creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. You can direct all inquiries to teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're reading along with the podcast, you can now find our book schedule at teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.